preface of catena aria commentary on the four gospels collected out of the works of the fathers this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org preface to the gospel according to st matthew isaiah forty verse nine go up to the top of the mountain thou that preachest glad tidings in zion lift up thy voice with might thou that preachest in jerusalem cry aloud fear not say to the cities of judah behold your god lo the lord god shall come with power and his arm shall have dominion lo his reward is with him the prophet isaiah a manifest preacher of the gospel briefly expressing the loftiness the name and the substance of the gospel doctrine addresses the evangelic teacher in the person of the lord saying go up to the top of the mountain etc but to make our beginning with the title the gospel augustine the word evangelium gospel is rendered in latin punos nontios or puna nontio good news it may indeed be used on all occasions whenever any good is announced but it has come to be appropriated to the announcement of the saviour gloss those who have related the birth deeds words and sufferings of the lord jesus christ are properly styled evangelists chrysostom for what is there that can equal these good tidings god on earth man in heaven that long war ceased reconciliation made between god and our nature the devil overthrown death abolished paradise opened these things so far beyond our merits are given us with all fullness not for our own toil or labor but because we are beloved of god augustine whereas god in many ways heals the souls of men according to the times and the seasons which are ordained by his marvelous wisdom yet has he in no way more beneficially provided for the human race than when the very wisdom of god the only son of one substance and co-eternal with the father stooped to take upon him perfect man and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us hereby he made manifest how high a place among creatures had human nature and that he appeared to men as very man pseudo augustine god was made man that man might be made god gloss this part of the glad tidings should be preached the prophet foretells saying behold your god etc leo pope for this emptying of himself by which the invisible made himself visible and the creator and lord of all things chose to become one of us mortal creatures was a stooping of his mercy not a failing of his power gloss therefore that the lord should not be supposed to be present in such a way as there should be anything lost of his power the prophet added the lord shall come with power augustine come not by passing through the regions of space but by showing himself to man in the flesh leo by the unspeakable power of god it was wrought that while very man was in the inviolable god and very god in passable flesh there was bestowed upon man glory through shame immortality through punishment life through death augustine for blood that was without sin being shed the bond of all men's sins was done away by which men were before held captive by the devil gloss therefore because men 
having been delivered from sin by virtue of christ's suffering became the servants of god it follows and his arms shall have dominion leo in christ then was given us this wonderful deliverance that on our passable nature the condition of death should not abide which his impassable essence had admitted and that by that which could not die and which was dead might be brought to life gloss and thus through christ is opened to us the entrance of immortal glory concerning which follows lo his reward is with him that namely of which himself speaks your reward is abundant in heaven augustine the promise of eternal life and the kingdom of heaven belongs to the new testament in the old testament are contained promises of temporal things gloss so then evangelical teaching delivers us four things concerning christ the divinity that takes upon it the humanity that is taken upon it his death by which we are delivered from bondage his resurrection by which the entrance of a glorious life is opened to us on this account it represented in ezekiel under the figure of four animals gregory the only begotten son of god was himself verily made man himself condescended to die as the sacrifice of our redemption as a calf he rose again through the power of his might as a lion and as an eagle he ascended aloft into heaven gloss in which ascension he showed manifestly his divinity matthew then is denoted by the man because he dwells chiefly on the humanity of christ mark by the lion because he treats of his resurrection luke by the calf because he insists on his priesthood john by the eagle because he describes the sacraments of his divinity ambrose and it has happened well that we set out with delivering the opinion that the gospel according to matthew is of a moral kind for morals are the particular province of man the figure of a lion is ascribed to mark because he begins with an assertion of his divine power saying the beginning of the gospel of jesus christ the son of god the figure of the eagle is given to john because he has described the miracles of the divine resurrection gregory these things the commencement of each of the gospel book testifies because he opens with christ's human generation matthew is rightly designated by man marked by a lion because he begins with the crying in the desert luke by a calf because he begins with a sacrifice because he takes his beginning from the divinity of the word john is worthily signified by an eagle augustine or matthew who has chiefly represented the regal character of christ is designated by a lion luke by a calf because of the priest's victim mark who chose neither to relate the royal nor the priestly lineage and yet clearly busied himself about his human nature is designated by the figure of a man these three animals the lion the man the calf walk on the earth whence these three evangelists are mostly employed about those things which christ wrought in the flesh but john as the eagle soars on high and with most keen eyes of the heart beholds the light of unchangeable truth from which we may understand that the other three evangelists are occupied about the active and john about the contemplative life the greek doctors by the man understood matthew because he has deduced the lord's lineage according to the flesh by the lion john because the lion strikes terror into the other beasts by his roaring so john struck terror into all heretics by the calf they understood luke because the calf was the victim of the priest 
and he is much employed concerning the temple and the priesthood and by the eagle they understand mark because the eagle in the divine scripture is used to denote the holy spirit who spake by the mouths of the prophets and mark begins with a citation from the prophets jerome concerning the number of the evangelists it should be known that there are many who had written gospels as the evangelist luke witnesses saying for as much as many have taken in hand etc and as books remaining to the present time declare which diverse authors have set forth therein laying the foundation of many heresies such as the gospel according to the egyptians according to thomas matthias and bartholomew that of the twelve apostles and basilides and appels and others whom it would be long to reckon up but the church which is founded by the lord's word upon the rock sending forth like paradise its four streams has four corners and four rings of which as the ark of the covenant and the guardian of the law of the lord it is carried about unmovable staves augustine or because there are four quarters of the world through the whole of which christ's church is extended in learning and preaching they had a different order from that they had in writing in learning and preaching they ranked first who followed the lord present in the flesh heard him teaching saw him acting and by his mouth were sent to preach the gospel but in penning the gospel an order which we must suppose to have been fixed by heaven the first place and the last place were filled out of the number of those whom the lord chose before his passion the first by matthew the last by john so that the other two who were not of that number but who yet followed christ speaking in them were embraced as sons and placed in the middle between the other two so as to be supported by them on both sides remesus matthew wrote in judea in the time of emperor caius caligula mark in italy at rome in the time of nero or claudius according to rabonus luke in the parts of achaia and Boeotia, at the request of theophilus john at ephesus in asia minor under nerva bede but though there were four evangelists yet what they wrote is not so much four gospels as one true harmony of four books for as two verses having the same substance but different words in different metre yet contain one and the same matter so the books of the evangelists though four in number yet contain one gospel teaching one doctrine of the catholic faith chrysostom it had indeed been enough that one evangelist should have written all but whereas four speak all things as with one mouth and that neither from the same place nor at the same time nor having met and discoursed together these things are the greatest test of truth it is also a mark of truth that in some small manners they seem to disagree for had their agreement been complete throughout adversaries might have supposed that it was by a human collusion that this was brought about indeed in essentials which pertain to direction of life and preaching the faith they do not differ in the least thing and if there are accounts of miracles one tells it in one way another in another let not this disturb you but think that if one had told all the other three would have been a needless superfluity had they all written different things there would have been no room for proof of their harmony and if their account differs in times or modes this does not hinder the truth of the facts themselves which they relate as shall be shown below augustine though each seems to have followed an order of narration of his own 
yet we do not find any one of them writing as of an ignorance of his predecessor or that he left out some things which he did not know which another was to supply but as each had inspiration he gave accordingly the cooperation of his own not unnecessary labor gloss but the sublimity of the gospel doctrine consists first in its preeminent authority augustine for among all the divine instruments which are contained in holy writ the gospel has justly the most excellent place its first preachers were the apostles who had seen the lord and saviour jesus christ present in the flesh and some of them that is matthew and john published each a book of such things as seemed good to be published concerning him and that it should not be supposed that as far as relates to receiving and preaching the gospel it makes any difference whether it is announced by those who followed him during his sojourn in the flesh or by those who faithfully believed what they heard from others it is provided by divine providence through the holy spirit that a commission as well of writing as of preaching the gospel should be bestowed on some out of the number of those that followed the first apostles gloss and thus it is clear that the sublimity of the authority of the gospel is derived from christ this is proved by the words of the prophet cited above go up to the top of the mountain for christ is that mountain of whom the same isaiah speaks and there shall be in the last days a mountain prepared the house of the lord in the top of the mountains that is upon all the saints who from christ the mountain are also called mountains for of his fullness have we all received and rightly is that go thou up upon a high mountain addressed to matthew who as he had been foretold in his own person saw the deeds of christ and heard his doctrine augustine this should be considered which to many presents a great difficulty why the lord himself wrote nothing so that we are obligated to give our belief to others who wrote of him gloss and we ought not to say that he wrote nothing seeing his members have written those things which they learned by the dictation of their head or whatever he would have us to read concerning his actions or words that he enjoined upon them to write as his own hands gloss secondly the evangelic doctrine has sublimity of strength whence the apostle says the gospel is the power of god to the salvation of all that believe the prophet also shows this in the foregoing words lift up thy voice with might which further marks out of the matter of evangelical teaching by raising the voice which gives clearness to the doctrine augustine for the mode in which holy scripture is put together is one accessible to all but thoroughly entered into by few the things it shows openly it doth as a familiar friend without guile speaking to the heart of the unlearned as the unlearned the things it veils in mysteries it does not deck out in lofty speech to which a slow and unlearned soul would not dare to approach as a poor man would not to a rich but in lowly phrase it invites all whom it only feeds with plain truth but exercises in hidden knowledge for it has matter of both but that its plain things might not be despised these very same things it again withholds being withheld they become as new and thus become new they are again pleasingly expressed thus all tempers have here what is meet for them the bad are corrected the weak are strengthened the strong are gratified gloss 
but because the voice when raised on high is heard further off by the raising of the voice may be denoted the publication of the gospel doctrine because it is given to be preached not to one nation only but to all nations the lord speaks preach the gospel to every creature gregory by every creature may be meant the gentiles gloss the evangelic doctrine has thirdly the loftiness of liberty augustine under the old testament because of the promise of temporal goods and the threatening of temporal evils the temporal jerusalem begets slaves but under the new testament where faith requires love by which the law can be fulfilled not more through fear of punishment than from love of righteousness the eternal jerusalem begets freemen this excellence of the gospel doctrine the prophet describes when he says cry aloud fear not it remains to see to whom and for what purpose this gospel was written jerome matthew published his gospel in judea in the hebrew tongue for the sake of those of the jews who believed in jerusalem gloss for having first preached the gospel in judea being minded to pass to the gentiles he first put in writing a gospel in hebrew and left it as a memorial to those brethren from whom he was departing for as it was necessary that the gospel should be preached for confirmation of the faith so it was necessary that it should be written to oppose heretics pseudo chrysostom matthew has arranged his narrative in a series of events first the birth secondly the baptism thirdly the temptation fourthly the teachings fifthly the miracles sixthly the passion seventhly the resurrection and lastly the ascension of christ desiring by this not only to set forth the history of christ but to teach the order of evangelical life it is not that we are born to our parents if we be not reborn again of god by water and the spirit after baptism we must resist the devil then being as it were superior to all temptation he is made fit to teach and if he be a priest let him teach and commend his teaching as it were by the miracles of a good life if he be lay let him teach faith by his works in the end we must take our departure from the stage of this world and there remains that the reward of resurrection and glory follow the victory over temptation gloss from what has been said then we understand the title gospel the substance of the gospel doctrine the emblems of the writers of the gospel their number their time language discrepancy and arrangement the sublimity of the gospel doctrine to whom this gospel is addressed and the method of its arrangement end of preface